All right, good evening, folks, and welcome back to our Friday Night with Friends. Tonight is November 20th, 2020, and as you can see, our guest tonight is a very, very familiar face. It is Friday Night with Friends, although friend isn't even the appropriate term. It's more like Friday Night with Family, and tonight we are very, very pleased to have Russ Fobert on with us, someone all of you are quite familiar with, and I'm going to let Arash do the interview part, especially I want him to start. You you missed the conversation before we went live as Arash was trying to remember his title. So without further ado, I'm going to let our friend Arash introduce Russ Fobert by his national title, and I'll be back in half an hour to feed in discussion questions. Well, thank you guys for joining us um, this Friday night. So excited to have uh, Russ Fobert here with us. He is the North American National Quiz Coordinator. Hopefully I said that right. Um, and there's a master in there somewhere. I, I um, believe your question ahead of time was you asked if he was the Grand Dukas. Grand Dukas is, th that, that was under the old North American quizzing program the grand um, <laughs> dukes of quizzing the beersleys are rolling on the floor right now so anybody else who happens to watch this at some point in the future please please refer to russ at some point in the future that you heard that he was the grand dukes of grand the quiz dukes. program there's a ring to it i think um i believe that was the official title in europe in like the 1600s oh <laughs> That's what it was. Yeah. Um, and you all are two, um, of course, everybody know who, who Russ is. And uh, he is right now in um, uh, Missouri in the suburbs of St. Louis. Well, actually, it's Lake Charles, isn't it? Um, actually, we're, um, the house is in O'Fallon, Missouri, oh, which is, yeah, greater St. Louis area. Yep. Oh, cool. So, yes, yeah, St. Louis suburb. And, um, he is now in charge of, as a Dean of Student Services for uh, Urshan College. Mm -hmm. um, and so what an exciting uh, role he's in right now. So we're excited for that. Um, and, but this is kind of just about you. I wanted you to kind of talk about your, uh, kind of your personal journey. Uh, I know Bible quizzing is a very big part of your life and um, our audience is very diverse. Um, so from all over the place. Um, they probably don't know what Bible quizzing even is. So I don't know if you want to kind of begin from there and then just kind of talk about your personal journey. Certainly. Um, I don't know how comfortable I am talking about myself, but I'll uh, do my best here and give it a whirl. Uh, yeah, I'm sure it will dovetail a little bit when, by the time we get there with my current role as the Dean of Student Services at Urshan College. Uh, however, as we had planned, I wanted to, to touch on Bible quizzing and um, I know this is long been for, for years, been a part of the fabric of Newark UPC and at all of the churches in which I've been a part, uh, whether as a, as a member or on staff, it's always been an integral part of the fabric of those churches. Uh, it really is a ministry that is formative. It was formative in my life uh, to this day, really. Uh, the prayers that I learned to pray as a young person through the ministry of Bible quizzing I pray just about every morning uh, still. And um, I, I wouldn't sell short your audience that they haven't heard of Bible quizzing given how far its reach has spread. We have Bible quizzing literally around the world, um, German speaking nations, 
Australia. There's Bible quizzing in the UK, in France, Jamaica, uh, through several countries in Africa. Um, and it just there was a new ministry launched in Guatemala uh, just last year, I believe. And of course, uh, across North America, United States, Canada. So, um, yeah, it's it's a wonderful ministry uh, for young people to be a part of. Um, there, are, I, I'm involved specifically with the ministry that spans the years of 12 years old to about 18 or 19, depending on when your your birthday falls. And there is a junior quiz ministry that's uh, handled by a different department of the UPCI. And many other organizations also have uh, Bible quizzing ministries, though they're not quite uh, the same uh, as how we, or, or often not even quite at the same level of competition, but they do it in all sorts of different ways as well. The gist of it is, and this is when, when people who are unfamiliar with Bible quizzing ask me, well, uh, what is that? I, I try to speak to the heart of the ministry and not necessarily the trappings or the vehicle itself by which we lead to that the end goal. And so I describe it in a nutshell that Bible quizzing is a leadership development ministry. I heard it described years ago by the late great Norman Pasley II that Bible quizzing is the West Point of youth ministry. <laughs> and he wasn't describing it in a in a way that it was somehow exclusive because many people sort of on the periphery or third party sort of looking into the ministry think that there's somehow exclusive or cliquish or something like that and it, it it's not that at all we we are very inclusive believe me we if you go to a bible quiz tournament you have are blessed to attend nationals you will see the cross section of, of the quiz family um, is wonderfully inclusive. And many times young people who really may struggle to find their place in other areas in their youth group or youth ministry in the church find a place in Bible quizzing. And I, that is one of the, the great things that I want to make sure continues. Um, so uh, <laughs> diverged a little bit, but let me get back on track here to say that um, he did not intend it in some way that quizzing is exclusive, but that it develops leaders and it mm -hmm. does so because, well, let me speak to my personal experience. I, at around 18, 19, 20, my belief system was kind of coalescing and uh, a lot of my peers were reaching a point where they were getting opportunity to participate in visible areas ministry within the church and perhaps they were reading john maxwell books or frank damasio or you know some bill heibel something to do with you know leadership within the church this sort of thing and i realized that i had been blessed to actually begin much of this preparation and training when i was 12 years old in Bible quizzing because I was learning discipline and accountability and um, time management, <laughs> um, teamwork, certainly faith and humility, a lot of 
humility and at least a little bit of humiliation even um, <laughs> all sort of wrapped up in that. And so I was like, wow, you know, our sort of model is that when you reach this point, like I said, 18, 19, 20, all right, well, now you're ready or we'll start grooming you for leadership. When the best time to do this is as early as possible, you're laying those foundations so that when you reach that point, you're not just getting started. You're not just leaving the blocks, so to speak, but you're already way down the road in terms of that preparation. Um, and so, and it, it's, again, I, I return to the fact that it's not a matter of, well, Bible quizzers are more spiritual. Believe me, I've, I've been around enough Bible quizzers. Bible quizzers are young people first before <laughs> they're Bible quizzers. So, um, but I will tell you that they are more accountable for that extra preparation that has been invested in them through that time. So, um, that's kind of how I describe the, the ministry of Bible quizzing. It is that preparation. You're instilling the word of God. There are all of these uh, life lessons and a network of friends and, uh, that you create um, that really sets you up a, as a leader within the, the, the kingdom of God. Um, you, you were, if, if, if I'm mistaken, please yeah, correct please. me, but you were, so you started Bible quizzing when you were 12. Actually, I was 11 at the time in one year junior quizzing, and then I, I began um, you know, senior Bible quizzing, as it was called now. It's just Bible quizzing. Now it's run by youth ministries. Um, we've, we rebranded and changed the name from senior, though it is very acceptable within sort of the Bible quizzing to refer to it as senior Bible quizzing, because that's how it was for 50 years. Uh, we, we just sometimes people who were new to the ministry was like, oh, senior Bible quizzing. So it's like you're either a senior in high school or a senior in college or you're a senior citizen to be involved and in, none of which are, are accurate. So we just dropped that went with Bible quizzing. Oh, interesting. Yeah. That's cool. So to, to your point, yes, I, I was quizzing at uh, 12 and and then quizzed seven years. And while our, my pastor really saw the value in it from the get-go, uh, for a number of uh, reasons, it was a, uh, a home missions, a small home missions. Well, it was called home missions at that time. Today we call it North American missions. It was a small missions uh, church that there was only one person in the church when he and his family arrived. And by the time I uh, began attending, when I was uh, nine. Um, the church is 20 or so people at the church. So it's still relatively small, but he saw it as a wonderful opportunity to get the word of God instilled in our lives and get us connected because it's so easy in a smaller church to sort of feel disconnected and isolated. And here was an opportunity where you could travel and get connected to other young people who were also prioritizing, or at least their parents or pastors were prioritizing that they're in the word of God and studying as well and learning many of the same lessons at the same time. So um, it was, it was a great, it was, like I said, it was a part of the fabric of our church and was really formative in, uh, in my life personally. Awesome. And, and I quizzed all the, the seven years that I was eligible and then uh, before aging out. Yeah. So how did your journey 
ultimately lead you to become the master? I mean, can you talk about that? Well, um, the quiz master, I don't know about oh, quiz, the yeah, master, right, not, but not the master. Yeah, that's, yeah. Uh, that's Grand Ducas. That's Grand Ducas. I apologize. <laughs> I think it was, I think only Jesus was called right when the guy gives a good master, right? So Jesus is the master in semantics, really, I guess. Semantics. Um, it really, I, I have had um, usually Bible quizzers um, or, you know, coaches um, in their early 20s sort of uh, approach me and say, so how do I become a quiz master? <laughs> um well, personally, I, it's not something that I, I sought for. I sought it out. I am not, I'm not comfortable with self-promotion. And that's largely because as a young person in Bible quizzing, I struggled a lot with my pride and mm -hmm. arrogance. And I, um, I think a, a lot, a, a fair amount of, self-skepticism is a healthy thing uh and i didn't i had very little at that point <laughs> wow uh, so, you've grown quite a bit because that's those are the words i wouldn't you know least think of you as as completely arrogant but yeah well it it was it was something while i had to work at it and bible quizzing it, it can be a great equalizer uh really because um, schoolwork and, and class time and that sort of stuff kind of came easy and natural to me. I never really had to study for tests or exams. Um, it, it was something so I never really applied myself even in school. But all of a sudden, here was something where I couldn't really, I couldn't fake my way through this. I, I had to apply myself. So it was either get in or get out. And there was something, certainly the competition, because I, even to this day, I've probably, the edges dulled somewhat, but I'm still rather competitive. Um, and so the competition definitely attracted me. I saw it was one night on a Wednesday night when I was young and we'd had a demonstration quiz before the Bible study on that midweek. And I saw quizzing in action for the first time. And I was like, wow, yeah, I want to get involved. But I came to find out that it was a lot of hard work. But it, as you learned how to learn, and that is one of the great perks about Bible quizzing, you know, um, that it not only the life lessons you learn and the network of friends that you create, but it really does aid your academics as well. Because as much as we pour into students in the classroom, we often miss that first crucial step is teaching them how to learn yes right so that they can become um self learners for the rest of their life really it's that the big term is like autodidact you know where you they can just it's sort of a natural thing anyway again i digress but um, so coming back to your question it, it wasn't something that i sought because i didn't trust myself i'd reached a point that I did not feel that comfortable with self-promotion or that I could trust myself. And I, I had to trust God that I'm just going to walk, you know, that word is a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. I was going to take one step at a time. And um, it was really my pastor who sort of had a vision 
for my path through bottle quizzing. Um, and so I, I began, you know, I finished quizzing and I began coaching. I coached for the next seven years. And I think uh, every quizzer should have the opportunity to, to coach following that because you will reap what you have sown. <laughs> you were that difficult quizzer. Now you're going to pay for it. Yes. <laughs> and I had to, I had the, uh, the pleasure of coaching my younger brother and my uh, future wife. And of course we weren't uh, married at that time, but we, we were in a relationship even at that point. And one of the most challenging things I'd ever had to do in my life um, was to coach <laughs> them, but it taught me a lot. And like I said, it was wonderful preparation. And I continue to draw back on that because as I uh, pour into coordinators and coordinators into coaches, and as I tried to say, what resources can we provide? I, I go back, those years uh, remain a touchstone in my life that I can go back to and think, what was it like? Uh, I certainly didn't have all the answers, um, Lord, um, but it, it was wonderful. So after that time of seven years, uh, my pastor, who was serving as the district coordinator in the Ontario district at the time, was looking to, to step down, and um, he recommended my, my name. And so um, it was at the same time that he encouraged me to, you know, it, it, the visibility within the district. Uh, meant that it may have been beneficial for me to uh, pursue local license. And so I began to do that at this, the same time. And so uh, I received local license. I guess I was around 26 or so, 27 wow. at the time. So, um, well, is that about the, anyway, it, it, it all around that time, maybe a little early, 25. I don't remember. It's not important. Um, I served as a district coordinator for five years, and um, then and taken on various roles uh, within the district, but uh, also nationally. I was serving nationally as a, a quiz official. I served as like a foul judge for a number of years and a buzzer operator and just wherever they needed to me, really. And then uh, we relocated to Michigan in 03. And I, I couldn't continue to serve as the coordinator in Ontario anymore. So uh, there was a need as a single question writer. And uh, this is a rather lengthy answer, I guess. But no, this uh, is this is your to, moment. So you try you, you to take as time as you want. Right. Um, there were there were at the time in quizzing in the early two thousands. There, the quizzing had grown to the point that so many quizzes were needed that it was very challenging for a single writer to write all of those those quizzes and so they they created a pool and this goes back uh, some time even uh, my predecessor brother marvin walker was a mentor in my life and i one of the greatest honors of my life was to be able to serve with him in in michigan um but he had uh written the quiz questions for many years himself. And then as he had more and more on his plate, he created a team to do so. But the challenge there was that every writer has a, his own style, his own, his or her own style. Right? Um, just like 
Hemingway differs from Melville, who differs from Faulkner, who differs from Poe. Every question writer is going to have their own sort of style. Uh, so it, it was a real challenge for quizzers because you'd mix all these questions together in a quiz and for quizzers to get in a rhythm to be able to anticipate and interrupt and complete questions uh, was challenging. And, and that was becoming apparent. And I felt that there was a need there. And if I could sort of step in and be of service to that. And I felt that with proper planning that I would be able to at least write the national set of questions. And it, that did expand to the district set of questions. And so as I was already engaged in doing that, I was asked to serve in a, uh, a judging role at nationals. And then uh, from there, when they expanded uh, in 2005 to a second uh, national. So we have intermediate and experienced divisions that now run concurrently beginning in 2005 I was asked to serve as the experienced division quiz master. And then uh, after the 2017 or not after, but during the 2017 quiz season, I was informed by uh, Brother Nathan Reaver, who was the quiz director and national, national intermediate quiz master at the time, um, that he would be resigning after I think he had served 17 years in the role after being youth president and youth secretary, you know, on, on the national level, um, he said he was going to submit my name as to follow him. And so um, I served in this role as the Bible quiz director and uh, experienced division quiz master for the last, well, I'm going into my fourth year now. So it was never really something that I sought, you know, to get back to your question about, you know, how do you become a quiz master? It, it wasn't something I thought I uh, sought after. I simply made myself available mm. to serve what I was in whatever for. need was necessary. Yes. So you not, not only had availability, but you also had the um, commitment and keeping things a priority. It, it does take structure and planning and intentionality and even more so now that you know, when I began writing those quiz sets in 2003, um, I, I was, we had a young family and two small kids and, and now, yeah, I've got four kids and two of them are in college or will be starting college now that we've re relocated and um, yeah, the Dean of students and there's just a, a lot more. And so it just means more intentionality and more planning and a lot of prayer and a lot, a lot of, of a lot of grace. <laughs> it's it's so cool, but you know that's something we've been talking about. You know, at, you know, throughout um, this year, actually, is we've had some people que ask questions like, "How does that work?" Um, you know, calling and you know, where is their you know place in the body? And um, but looks like availability and and uh, priorities and being committed to what you're given, what little you're given, is is important. Mm -hmm. as well and of course you would not be where you are if you were not committed to what little you were given as you continued the progression towards being the grand ducus yeah um, yeah i know that you know who the whoever is faithful in little jesus said you'll be faithful in in much i i think the example of stephen uh in the book of acts though his uh, his time in the limelight, you know, in scripture was rather short. 
you know, when there was a need, I'm sure Stephen, it, he would, the Bible testifies that he was full of the Holy Ghost and full of wisdom. I mean, he was ready. I'm sure that when when Peter called him up and said, hey, Stephen, there's an opening, you know, he on the in his mind, he's like, all right, my time has come, right? <laughs> I, I get to preach like Peter. I'm going to just, you know, and it was to serve these disenfranchised people who were complaining and griping and and that's what he was and yet that's what he did and he served in the capacity in which he'd been asked only to then preach one of the the greatest sermons that we find in the new testament church you know so much so that those who were hearing him just couldn't take anymore um so they stoned him <laughs> yeah what a way to go oh geez but at the same time even in death, he was elevated to see Jesus on the right hand of God. I mean, mm. ultimately, that's all of our goals, right? Yeah. I, I hope I'm not stoned to attain that, but um, yeah. See Jesus. That's what it's about. Amen. 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 Well, thank you. Um, one question I had was, um, how has what was like your progression when, when it came to um, uh, male pattern baldness? Is that something you eventually grew to accept? And is that, did that set you apart in any way? <laughs> well, I did not begin balding, especially early. Okay. Um, however, uh, which I was thankful for, but I knew it was coming based on my father and his father before him and so um as like begets like which is a biblical principle i I knew what was what was coming and so uh when that time came and i finally you know okay i i kind of just said all right this is the program i'm getting with it yes it's all coming off wow so yeah, it, I, every like it, two, it made three you days. distinguish a little bit as, as not as the Grand Ducas, but as as this master, this master of quizzing. That <laughs> I I don't know. I, I guess that's for other people to judge. Um, I just do it because like I said at this point I'm kind of used to it, and every two or three days I give myself my own haircut. So, wow! So you save a fortune. Well, you know, balance that out with the fifteen or twenty minutes it takes. I don't know. My my time is valuable too. So. Oh. <laughs> touche, my friend. Touche. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So 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 you are responsible for how much of the quizzing the the quizzing cards that people read. Um, I, I don't know if our audience is is uh, understands how quizzing is done, but they they come in little cards. And there's passages and scriptures they have to memorize. And mm-hmm. so you're saying you're the one who kind of, no, you write the questions. I'm sorry, that you write the. Well, no, as the quiz director, and even prior to becoming the director, it was something that Brother Reaver had sort of leaned on me. And so I had prepared a lot of the material selections uh, going back a number of years, and he would would vet them uh, before passing them along. I, I have, my oversight is to the uh, youth executives and to the planning committee and the general youth committee as a whole. And so I, there's a series of gates that I go through to make sure that 
there's accountability and oversight and there's a vetting process as well. So in fact, the planning committee just met here in St. Louis and I had submitted a report uh, with the material selections up through about 2027, I believe, uh, for approval. So those in the individual studies like for Mark this year, uh, we're studying 408 verses in the intermediate division and then an additional 113 for a total of 521 in the experience division selections out of the gospel of mark our theme is servant king mm. and uh yes i i make those initial selections and everything and the youth committee has always been very supportive i've not i think it was maybe one year that we sort of drew down on the material selection uh but i i'm always prepared for that sort of uh, adjustment if necessary awesome mm -hmm. awesome well, we are coming uh, here to the 7.30 mark. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if uh, Desi wanted to come back on and uh, I'm sure our audience right now, there's all kinds of questions being uh, asked and we're hoping to be able to answer them here tonight. Um, so we'll go ahead and have Desi come back. <laughs> I'll go ahead and come on and I'm actually going to switch my camera. Let's see if we can do something. So you're not looking up my nose instead. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, up here. Thank you for hey, that. But that, is that a little better? Sure. I'm actually looking square on. So the first thing, actually, we have a guest in our chat tonight, Miriam, and um, she would like to know what on her, see that panicked look on his face right now. <laughs> this is Arash's sister. Oh, and as you talk about male pattern baldness, she had plenty to say, and so does your wife. But I guess I would just like, on behalf of her, I'd like to know what on earth possessed you to wear that shirt. So your sister would like to know why, Arash, why? This shirt is one I got in a wedding 10 years ago. And um, it's, a, it's one of my happy shirts. Um, so today I wanted to wear it. It's, it's kind of, it's colder, a little darker outside. And I was like, you know what? I want to, I want to bring some hope to people out there on this, in our, in our audience. And, and um, you know, I'm sure oh. they're thinking about the pandemic and COVID. And I want to make sure that, you know, get their mind off of that. As you broadcast from your basement bunker, huh? As I broadcast from my basement bunker. <laughs> yes. Cause this, this back here has nothing to do with COVID. That's just, yeah, that's just. <laughs> you could have changed your background to like a, beachscape or something you know with palm trees no that wouldn't be a rush <laughs> we're, we're used to this this is normal for him to broadcast from I, I have nothing to hide i want everybody to know who i am this is me right here right down to like the purple sparkly something behind one shoulder and then the, that's a princess know, dress for juliet a princess well. dress okay for juliet for juliet right Exactly. Yeah. So I'll get you some questions that were maybe aimed at Russ. Although to our audience, if you have other questions you want to submit to Arash, feel free. I mean, it's not going to hurt my feelings to share them on a global platform as we broadcast live to YouTube and Facebook. But <laughs> directed to our friend Russ, when it comes to quizzing, I saw a question that came in really uh, that I thought was very applicable. So here you are, and you've talked about your own journey, and now you are the national coordinator or grand dukas as arash keeps referring to you mm -hmm. and so one of the families in our church that's newer to cuisine asks would you be willing to share some stories maybe some tips and perhaps even some frustration that you as a parent with your own children trying to get them started quizzing when they were 
just beginning, you know, do you have any stories you can think of or something you're willing to share? I think they need some affirmation that it's it's perfectly normal to be a parent and that quizzing is a challenge and it's not just for quizzers. I'm speculating there, but I strongly uh, suspect. I feel like Desi's speaking from experience here. I don't know. I... Not that I don't, you know, have three children and, and haven't suffered with this for several years now. In case you don't know, for everybody out there, before he even answers, your children do not quiz. The family does. If you want to make it work. Oof. Man, is that a fair statement, Russ? It is, especially when you have younger quizzers, right? They are going to rely heavily, as they do in just about every aspect of their lives, right? Um, they don't jump up in the morning at five years old and say, I want to go to school, you know, and dress themselves and fix their own lunch and out the door and drive themselves to the school. Like, it, it just, so as it is with quizzing, you know, you're going to have to, it is a family thing, but that's actually part of the dynamic of Bible quizzing. It's, you know, um, sometimes I will challenge. Um, so most of my interaction is with uh, youth ministers or people with, with youth because that's the, the demographic in which I'm most involved. However, I, as you mentioned, my kids have gone through junior Bible quizzing up through into in uh uh, Bible quizzing and two of them are have aged out now and so we, we've gone through this uh the time period as well we still have one in junior Bible quizzing it's his final year this year um <clears throat> so uh, nothing of any value is ever easy right that applies not only to a young person but to parents as well right um you value your kids and so guess what it's not going to be easy at times um, <laughs> but i will share with youth ministers or parents uh deuteronomy chapter six where you know um hero is the the shema and then and these words which i command thee this day shall be in thine heart and thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children and shall talk of them when thou sittest down in the house when thou walkest by the way and when thou rises up and when thou lies down and i said how do you fulfill that in your home this idea of helping to ingrain it in our children. That's right. Yeah. Back then they didn't have, you know, an actual text, you know, in every household. They didn't have smartphones in which they could read or quiz cards. To It was an oral tradition and it was repeated again and again and again, such that in the New Testament, we see even fishermen quoting scripture because while they were not rabbinically trained trained they knew the scripture because they had heard it over and over and over again you know throughout their lives and and so i, I just ask how do how do you if it's this is bible and this is what we've been instructed to do how do we fulfill this bible quizzing fulfills it and it doesn't necessarily have to always smooth for you as a parent with four children bible quizzing they like took to it like a duck to water right from no, the beginning. No, not, not at all. Really? There were a lot of tears and crying and carrying on. On on your children's part or on your oh, part? Yes. Both? Yeah, sometimes on, um, well, not so much on my part. My wife worked with the kids more than oh, I okay. did. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes uh, Kim was trying to. All right, there we yes. go. <laughs> as, as husbands, we know we're in a great shape when our wife comes to us and says, do you know what your kids do? <laughs> Uh -huh. 
not our kids or something, but your, did you ever your have kids. your kids conversation? That's right. Oh, we have oh yes. Know. Yes. Many yeah. times. Yeah. Right. What um, your kids are doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's how, you know, it's been a stellar day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there's, it, it's, it's kind of like, are you committed to doing this or not? And it is a family thing back to what I was saying about the Bible quizzing is in terms of youth ministry, at least, many times we take young people and the sort of for the last 20, 30 years, modern evangelical youth ministry has been to separate young people from their parents and to minister to them in a vacuum separately. Then like a youth program. That's right. Not connected per se with what the larger church family is doing. Yeah. And, and I have served as a youth pastor in multiple occasions and multiple times. And I certainly believe that there is a time and a place for that type of ministry. But if we do that exclusively, then we're actually almost widening the generation gap as opposed to being countercultural and narrowing that generation gap and bringing families closer together because Youth ministry, as is typically done in modern evangel- modern Western evangelical churches, there's really not a biblical model for that. If you look in scripture, the biblical model is family ministry. And so when I first became a youth pastor uh, years ago, 20 plus years ago, I was praying and I kind of even then I had enough sense to realize I was in over my head somewhat. And, uh, and this is before I even had teenagers of my own. And that was the biggest, let me just throw this in. That was my, my biggest advantage to being a youth pastor is that I now had teenagers myself. I mean, that (laughs) nothing else had prepared me well enough for the, anyway. Um, And praying, as that, and the word that I got from the Lord was facilitate. And unpack that. I immediately, in that, when God spoke that into my spirit, I felt my role was not to draw young people to me, but it was to facilitate their relationship with their parents, their relationship with their pastor, and to facilitate ultimately their relationship with God. And if I did those things, then I would be successful as a youth pastor. And so that's really been my goal. And I'm sorry. That's a good way to look at it. That it's your role is connected. These other connections. That's right. Multi-generational church. Right. And sometimes I'm not going to, I mean, I, I speak in generalities, of course, but sometimes we can almost have a silo effect and we have a church within a church. And, and again, I'm all for the, the different things that might appeal to, to young people, you know, within You're moderation. I'm not saying don't have a youth class or don't have no, youth No, 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 no. I, I certainly believe that, 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 that that's important. But when we do that exclusively without the other connect points, without having connections with parents and their young people or their children, without being able to connect, then they, they sort of graduate or age out of the youth group and they now sit in an adult Bible study without any frame of reference whatsoever because this ain't what they're used to. Body of believers. Yeah, I'm sorry? 
or, yeah. or without connections to this greater body of believers. Exactly. And so Bible quizzing is a wonderful dynamic for that. You know, the, I, I believe that the, the strongest churches and those, those uh, that are set up to have the greatest impact in, in the end times are those that are uh, cross-cultural and cross-generational. That's right. Because if we only to appeal to a single generation, then as that generation ages, then the church is just going to age out of the picture with it. That's not what God called us to do. No, so, we did not. Right. And Bible quizzing is just that. Again, it comes back to that family ministry. If you look at the model in scripture, right, even the way that families interacted and built and added on to their homes in the Old Testament it, it, it was not just one generation. And we, we are kind of, you know, in modern America, and I can speak to it myself. All of my family is still back in Canada. You know, we're here in Missouri on an island of faux bears. You know, we're connected with the body of Christ, thankfully. But in terms of family, we're separated by time and space. And that just wasn't the case. You would have generation after generation living side by side with each other. Um, and there is something to be said about that knitting together. So very important. And, and yeah. I think you really hit the nail on the head there as that's kind of the church's uh, vision and mission is all making disciples of all. And part of that is this generational church where, yes, yeah, so you need to know how to relate to somebody older than you. You need to know how to relate to somebody who's younger than you. Yeah. Yeah. You go to a Bible quizzing tournament. I mean, there are, they're young, right? Because they're maybe junior quizzers or kids that are dragged along because hey, your older brother's quizzing. So come on. But then there's the parents who are there, you know, supporting. They've got grandparents there. I mean, there's just such a cross section of the church because that's kind of the, the one of the great pluses uh, in the fabrics of Bible quizzing. Yeah. Awesome. So, so let me ask you another Bible quizzing question which is, this may require a little candor, but I thought it was a great question. Someone asked, in your years and experience of Bible quizzing, think back to you being a quizzer, you being a coach, you being the national coordinator, you as a parent. If you're honest, has there ever been a time or times where you just wanted to quit? You wanted to stop? Has it all been mountaintops? Uh, certainly not. Certainly not. Um, probably not so much until I assumed this current role as the <laughs> quiz director. And now at the national level, there's at least been one occasion when you thought, you know, I, I could live without this in my life. <laughs> I, and in part, that's because I've probably tried to take on too much. Hmm. You know, when um, there was kind of a, perfect storm when I assumed this role and Brother Reaver had resigned and there were several others who were in important and contributing positions within the, the quiz ministry that they thought, well, this is a good time for me to exit also. And so one after they another. They decided to retire as well. Yes. Um, or, or simply step away because just the time and space they were in in life. This, yeah. It's sort of, and so that meant that there was a broader and broader spectrum of uh, responsibilities that I didn't have to assign to every, anyone. And I, I really hate asking somebody to do something when I don't know what's 
really required, right? Um, so my default MO is, well, I'm going to roll up my sleeves and dig in and figure this out so that I can then delegate it fully communicating what's, what's required. And so especially that first year, I probably took on far too much and almost mm -hmm. burned myself out, quite frankly. Yeah. Um, that was probably the, the toughest year because I, I thought on several occasions, I, this is, but it was Bro, an important life. You're sounding life. rather human. I'm sorry? You're sounding rather human. Yes. I, indeed I am. Which is perfectly okay. Yes. Hey, hey, you're with friends. This is Friday night with friends. So you're, you're right. okay in this environment. Sometimes you, you don't feel like a place to be human. That's right. It's good to be with you. It was nope. a great learning opportunity as well. Um, <laughs> I, I had been through similar time when I was young in ministry and just my nature. I, I tend to be a uh, the wonderful dynamic of like a, uh, a phlegmatic melancholic for, for those who recognize those terms. I, I tend to be the diplomat. I want to make peace. So I don't tell people no, or at least I didn't used to. I wanted to please everybody, especially as a firstborn. I wanted to please everyone. And yet I was a melancholic in that I was a heavy perfectionist. And to this day, I describe myself as a recovering perfectionist. Good. And so this means that I, I didn't want to displease or let anybody down. I didn't want to say no. I wanted to do it. And yet I wanted to give my 110% in doing it. And again, it sort of created this point where I was like in my mid twenties driving to work one day and my hands were shaking on the steering wheel because I was on the verge of a nervous breakdown in my mid twenties. Oh my. <laughs> I can laugh about it now. Yeah, I know. <laughs> my goodness. But yeah, it, it began to harken back to those sort of days and it was a definitely an important reminder that, um, I cannot take too much on myself for my own sake and for the sake of my, mm -hmm. my marriage, my family, and ultimately my ministry long-term. What clicked for you, Russ, that you came to that realization? Was it a particular moment or was it, it was just kind of in the back of your mind that you need to slow down and... In my mid-20s? Yeah, when you said you were on the verge of a nervous breakdown. Well, um not necessarily the events, but it's like, at what point did you just go? I, I, I need to let go of some things. Like, I need to say no. I need to. Well, it was the, the thing leading up to that. Taylor had just, our, our oldest, um, my daughter, Taylor, who's our oldest, had just been born. And so you're a new a father. Few, yes, I was a new father. I was, um, I, I was working a, um, a rather demanding job in the tech sector that, you know, you work to the deadlines. This, this is not an hourly nine to five sort of thing. <laughs> you work to deadlines. And of course the project managers always over promise. And so <laughs> I was putting and in those. the budget. Not that I know anything about software development, but yep. you over promise <laughs> and, back and say, oh, by the way, you don't get as much money to do it either. Mm -hmm. Right. Yep. Yes, they want more features and you've got less time. Yeah. And less money to do it. Right. That's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So there's so, an <laughs> environment that's very challenging. You're a new dad. 
you're on the verge of a breakdown and at some point something clicks for you and I was actually, again, taken on more and more at the church because, again, my, uh, I was recently licensed. And, um, and again, you're, my pastor, as intuitive and organized a man of God that he was, he was not a mind reader, right? He did not know what I was, and I had not communicated because I did not want to let him down. And I just sort of took up things here and there and I wanted to do this. And when he approached me with this or that, I would always say, yes, yes, yes. And I, I like, I had been, I believe it was at church after working all day and getting precious little sleep. I had been at the church every night for 30 days straight. And then I believe I had one evening off and then the next 10 days was again straight. So like over 41 days, I had one yeah. And I, it was just that morning, my, my mother um, had gone through something similar just recently. And I, I sort of realized in talking with her, what some of the signs were. And so that morning driving in my hands shaking, and I was trying to grip the steering wheel of the car so that I could keep it, my hands from shaking. And I, and God just, yeah, kind of got a hold of me and he'll, he'll give you enough slack sometimes to come to your own realization, you know, and then just sure, sure. kind of yank back on that rope and go, Whoa. It's like, all right, I think he's had enough. And it was one of those kind of moments. That's right. Um, and so I, the first thing I did was um, go and approach my pastor and say, you know, these things that I've committed to, I, I don't know that I can fulfill them or at least not in the time frame um, that they're required. And I just had a heart to heart with him about where things were. And he was very gracious and understanding. And um, So lesson at least partially learned at that time. But these are lessons <laughs> you have to revisit. These lessons get repeated. Oh, so it comes back. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So 20 years later, I have to, you know, oh, yeah, I remember that. I remember doing something like this. Oh. Yeah. So uh, we've got about 10 minutes left. And in this time, I want to transition into a little bit, but I'll ask one more just quick question related to quizzing. Now you're back in Missouri. We mentioned that you um, are working for a college system. Yeah, um, you are the, is it Dean of Students? I'll, actually, the, that's right. The actual title is Dean of Student Services, Services. which means okay. that I'm the Dean of Students you get plus, all the paperwork side, yes. All the plus all this other stuff that wouldn't. Dean of Students plus, I got that's it. Right, it wouldn't <laughs> normally fall into the Dean of Students role. Got it. So yeah. So so in addition to doing that and having your national um, quizzing responsibilities, are you involved with quizzing just in in your local church context? Well, um, the family just relocated here about three weeks ago. I had been visiting some churches in the area, which you're still getting settled. Yes, and that's totally fine. Yes. That answers the question. Though, though when... my youngest has signed up. You know, I'll say that. Yeah, and and uh, the Zachary is of age, and I believe he's on that path as well to be involved. So we're we're glad encouraging and incentivizing him to do so. <laughs> Parents, did you hear that word? Incentivize. Incentivize. We are not, I'll just and call it, you know, hey, a spade, a spade. We bribe our kids. I, I own that. Exactly what it is. We will incentivize and bribe our kids and cajole them and beg them and threaten them 
whatever it takes, although we don't really have to threaten, to get them involved with learning scripture because we see value in that. I, I would say that we do the, the same and we, we reward faithfulness and a good attitude. We okay. never reward based on how many ribbons or how, how many right. points they score or anything like that. It's did you did you do your part and did you learn your material and were you? Yes. I respect that. That's yeah. yeah. So, as um, <laughs> dean of students plus, how are you balancing? I know we kind of sort of answered this question as you harken back to twenty years ago, being in your mid twenties and and having to find this balance. Um, it sounds like it's quite a challenge, and here you are in this new role in this college system. Can you give us, at least at a high level, just a basic sketch? Your church family here, who who loves you very much, would just love to know kind of what what does that mean, dean of students services, dean of students plus. You know what what at a high level, what what is it that you do for the Urshan College system? Well, allow me to answer your your first question and say I've had the blessing. Uh, that so this has been sort of the quizzing off season and so it has really allowed me to focus a lot on my Good. role uh there and learning it i've never been the, the dean you know it's it's really a uh an administrative type role mm -hmm. and so while i've i've certainly had lots of experience in administration it's not been quite on this it's scale before right and never in a college that's right so um so the learning curve has been steep and uh, oh yeah, COVID as well. Oh, there's that COVID, you heard of that Arash? There's that COVID thing. Yeah, I think, yeah. That might've been- It doesn't add a challenge at all to a bunch of uh, college students coming to a single place. Yes, so we've, we've had our challenges managing that, but I believe we've done so successfully and have come through the, uh, the worst of it, thankfully. Um, so, Given that there are some things in which I I'm just behind on, uh, and I, I my usual regular sort of schedule that I have in preparation, but now as we're getting further into November, it really behooves me that I've got to begin getting more into the flow because certainly come January, things begin in earnest for the the quiz season, and so. And so that's uh, on the quiz side. What about on this um, Urshan side? Again, high level. What is what does this job mean? Well, as I said, it's, it's a very administrative intensive job. You oversee the student life on campus, pretty much anything okay. outside of the classroom. So any, there's- well, So that's a small little pool of things, right? Anything outside the classroom? Yeah, yeah, pretty. <laughs> student life, and keep in mind, this, if you're not aware to our audience, this is, a, this is a Christian school. It's a private Christian college, but the students live on campus. So you- you have dormitories and a dorm life and a student life and all that. And so many things fall out pretty much anything outside the classroom environment. You probably end up touching in some way, huh? Yes. There are a few exceptions such as the library, for example. Um, but I, uh, I interface with student leadership uh, for the class of the Senate. Um, I, and Again, a lot of it is that I haven't even gotten my into is yet because I've, I really feel just over the last three weeks, I've, I've been able to begin learning. How long have you role. been in this role? Um, well, I was hired in July, but I wasn't on site until August, like two days before students arrived. 
Oh, two days. That's and in the last day. three months, you've just like figured this all out, correct? Oh, right. I wish. And you are a pro and a master at this. Uh, point. Yeah. There's still a lot to learn, but you own this, it, don't you? Yeah. Well, I own it whether <laughs> whether you want it or not. <laughs> yeah. The the way that uh, I I feel. How do I say this? I feel a great degree of liberty because I feel that the way that God had ordained this and spoken to me and directed me to this role, um, that this is a God thing. And he had sustained us for a year prior to this. And if senior administration thinks I'm doing a lousy job, then they can give me the boot and God's going to take care of us I don't like he's done before. Right. So, um, as I said, that, that does, you know, take a lot of the burden that I might normally place on myself. But so, um, yeah, student, student life, uh, we oversee food services, uh, facilities as well. Uh, I liaise with it, uh, residential life, um, student discipline is part of it, uh, as well in the code of conduct. Mm. Um, and I, I'm not naturally a heavy-handed kind of guy, but I have no problem being direct. And yet, I, I think with every sort of straightforward, you can either, you know, be gracious or you could be, you know, <laughs> heavy-handed. Yeah. Um, so, um, what else? It incorporates a lot. So it it does. Yeah. Um, I like I said, it summed it up when you said pretty much anything outside the classroom. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it, 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 it has been a blessing to be able to come in with fresh eyes because I've not been a part of the institution and part of the system. I'm able to come in and bring um, my corporate experience. You know, or even just ask why questions that maybe. Absolutely. That's right. Uh, and I'm, I, I've helped churches in terms of administration and with church management and this sort of thing. So I'm bringing a lot of that experience as well. Um, and it's not a bad thing because sometimes you're in a system for so long. And I believe I've probably got a window as well before I get inculcated. <laughs> that's the right word, I guess. Um, that's not a negative thing to say. It's just naturally happens over time. And I lose that freshness to a degree, I think. That's a fair assessment. Mm -hmm. I think you're right. Going back to, um, although this wasn't part of the planned topic, uh, I think you, you struck a nerve when you were talking about taking on too much and doing things and having to come to this realization. And so we had another question that came in and said, did you feel guilty pulling back on some of your duties and some of the things you had volunteered for, even though... God was dealing with you and, and you knew that it was the right thing to do to kind of step back on that involvement. Was that a challenge? Yeah, I felt guilty that that would be a fair thing to say, but what the alternative and what I was facing reached a point where it outweighed the guilt. Mm. And so the, the cost was reaching the point where, wow. Compared That's to the right. guilt of stepping back, the cost wasn't worth paying. That's correct. Yeah, I sort of came to this realization that, um, you know, as bad as I may feel about it. And um, after you sort of rip the Band-Aid off, you know, you feel less guilty. <laughs> <laughs> I, to be frank, 
now I try to make sure that I don't overcommit, mm. you know, up front so that I'm not put in those situations. But every once in a while it happens. And I feel now 20 years on from that time in my life, I feel less guilty. I just try to be upfront and, and honest and own, okay, well, I just bit off more than I could chew here. Yeah. And people for the most part are gracious. You just, you don't wait till things reach a crisis level to say, oh, by the way, right? I can't do this. It's falling apart. <laughs> right. Yeah. We, we've got a banquet for 800 people and you're telling them 15 minutes. Yeah, I, I didn't order any food. Like, that's not the time <laughs> to do it. No, that's probably, that's probably not an appropriate time to say, by the way, this didn't happen. No. It's many balance. times, many times in our organizations, in our churches, we kind of cross our fingers and hope for the best. And I mean, yeah, if maybe Jesus shows up and multiplies the loaves and fishes, you'll be all right. But probably shouldn't count on that. I mean, if, if you've been incompetent, I don't know that God's going to save your bacon. He'll probably just mm-hmm. let you learn the lesson. <laughs> That sounds about right. You know, life lesson we all have to learn. Absolutely. So we are coming to the top of the hour, which means, unfortunately, that we're coming to the top of this broadcast, the end of this broadcast, I should say. We've had multiple comments where people have wished you well and said they love you and miss you. And please say hello to your family on behalf of the the Newark family. We are excited for you. We're glad that you are at work in God's kingdom. And here you are kind of wearing dual roles where you are Dean of Students Plus and you're working in a Christian college, which is exciting and doing all kinds of things and also continuing to be the coordinator or the Grand Dukas for our national quiz program. Arash and I are going to make sure that this title sticks some way or another. We need, we need other people to hear of this. Um, I, I, will ex- I will expect a scepter and some sort of... <laughs> Oh, oh, dress, you have no you idea. Us can make this happen with some sort of ridiculous hat and a scepter. Oh, yeah, yeah. we can work on that, my friend. We can work on that. So we thank you for taking time out of this busy schedule. Please wish your family well and our love from all of us here at Newark. And before we close, so I don't have to pay a penalty later, let me publicly correct. I'm getting side comments. My children want it known that I don't bribe them. They're insulted by that term. Bribery was not their uh, correct term to get them to do Bible quizzing. They do things to quote their mother with a heart of gladness. I have three wonderful children who have great attitudes about quizzing most of the time. Most of the time. (laughs) Most of the time. So those of you who have joined our broadcast tonight, if you're new to us, we welcome you and thank you for joining with us. You can find more information about our church and all the different online digital church activities we are doing right now during this COVID season by visiting our website at newarkupc.info. And on that website, you can sign up for small groups. You can join a Bible study. You can watch some of our previous broadcasts. You can submit prayer requests get in contact with a church staff member, submit a baptism request. All kinds of things can be found on our church website at newarkupc.info. We will be back tomorrow evening with another broadcast in our series on You Fool and how what seems foolish to the world is often the way things that work properly in God's kingdom. So if you're able, join us again tomorrow night at 7 p.m. And until then, God bless you all and have a good night.